0: Hi, I'm Alan Altman, and uh, I'm Dave Josca. and this is Billy Joel A to Z.
1: Well, if money makes a rich man, then
0: I might never.
1: be a smart time operator I just get the hello everybody and welcome to billy joel a to z well after 51 songs the 52nd street song is finally our first one off of Billy Joel's third album and follow up to Piano Man entitled Street Life Serenade, which <laughs> I don't think Dave Jessica has heard any of these songs. off.
0: <laughs> I mean, obviously, everyone knew that already. Everyone knew you have not heard these songs. Cold Spring
1: Harbor, <laughs> Street Life Serenade. I don't know what happened to me, but yeah, obviously the, the, the norm, the entertaining things like that, maybe. Anyway, let's move on, because I'm very excited to hear some of these songs. And today we begin the letter L with the song, Last of the Big Time Spenders. Last of the Big Time Spenders is the seventh track off of the album, or the second track, if you had the vinyl, off the quote, Another Side quote, hilariously entitled. That's what Billy Joe called it. It wasn't Side One and Two. Second Side's called Another Side. <laughs> He's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, back then he was probably like, Why well, don't we just call it another side? We don't gotta call it side two. <laughs> Billy, you're crazy. Billy, you are nuts, man. This is not here, man. So, uh, yes, that is the story. And we will, be, you know, it was never released and nobody's ever heard of it before. And uh, let's go to the rankings. Christopher Bonanos, who was our guest last week or two. Had a 2015 New York Magazine ranking of all 121 Billy Joel songs. Where, Alan Altman, does he put last of the big-time spenders?
0: You know, I was thinking I was going to say 95. But I'm going to go a bit lower. I'm going to say 104.
1: You know, I was going to give you a hint. And again, but you told me not to do that anymore. <laughs> Thank you. And say, you will be shocked. <laughs> to see where Christopher crazy Christopher Bananas, there is no other word. Put last of the big time spenders. Alan, are you ready for the shocking <laughs> number that he yeah. puts last of the big time spenders? Again, I had to check my, I had to put on my glasses and make sure I had it right. Twenty six. That is shocking. It's one below Captain Jack. Wow! I don't understand it. Glenn Gamboa from Newsday put it at eighty eight. The fans rank it at 80th. That all makes sense. Me, I'd put it a little lower. I didn't like this song at all. In fact, I hate this song. There are Eight. portions of the song that I I think you I think everyone who's listened to this podcast for 50 episodes know exactly which portion I liked. When it gets into the power ballad, <laughs> you know, portion of it. This song, I didn't like it from the beginning. I've never heard it in my life ever. I'm positive. Yeah, for this song, time
0: I believe you on that.
1: Yeah. Whereas some of the other ones, you know, I'm like, well, maybe I've heard it and I just haven't heard it in 30 years, but this one I've never heard and I didn't like it from the beginning. And I liked it when it got to the power ballad part where it picked up a little bit. I was like, Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. And then they add in that country music shit, which I will never ever enjoy. What, what is that instrument called? The, the pedal steel guitar. What are you doing?
0: <laughs>
1: Who's putting that on it? Who, what, Long Island person is putting that on an album or any kind of song
0: because he was living in Southern California and like the Eagles were big and uh, Neil Young was doing that country stuff. It was in the zeitgeist.
1: Oh boy. I I, I just I can't stand it. Um, I'm so angry about it that it's in the song because I was willing to be like, well I like when it picks up and then the steel whatever that thing is came up and I'm like, no.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a pretty good song. But the more I think about it, the more I think that I like so many other songs on this album more. And that's why I was thinking that maybe Bananos would think the same thing.
1: No, and I know you haven't heard it.
0: the rest of the album yet, so you don't know. But a lot of the songs on Street Life Serenade kind of have this sort of feel to it. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't bode well for you on this album if you don't like this song. Like a lot of the songs, you can just tell they're from that album just by hearing it. You're like, OK, this is Street Life Serenade. It has a certain atmosphere to it. Um, So, I'm kind of worried for you. <laughs> you I know should, we have yeah. another one coming up in a couple songs.
1: Oh, this is awesome, though. First of all, you know, even when we saw his last a Big Touch, I'm like, I don't know what that is. Uh, I-, I didn't even know it was from Street Life Serenade. You know, it's like, I-, I-, that's- I get so excited when I look it up and I'm going to listen to it. And it's this, oh, Street Life Serenade. You know, <laughs> I never heard anything off that album before. I don't even remember that album at, at all. I don't know why. And uh, this is just never on my list. I- you know, Cold Spring Harbor, I could understand. I was just like, I, I knew about it. I remember the album cover and remember seeing like, oh, I've never heard that one before. And it was But then, you know, everything after Piano Man, certainly I, I know of the album. I know of the cover. This one just is the weirdest Billy Joel album that I don't think anyone ever talks about.
0: Oh, yeah. Even Billy Joel, he might hate this almost as much as Cold Spring Harbor. I mean, he said about this album, he says to quote one of its lyrics, the album should be put in the back in the discount rack. Like another can of beans. <laughs> oh, oh, that's in. Is that that's in the from the Entertainer, Entertainer which oh, right, is on this right, album. Right. But uh, yeah, so Billy, Billy doesn't like it, and when it came out, it was it was kind of a bomb. And he actually had the record label not release it in Australia because he saw that it was going to like kind of ruin his reputation. It well, was probably smart since he released James immediately when he made another album. He's like, but, but let's release James in Australia quickly. Yeah, they're like, "Where have you been since Piano Man?" He's like, "Oh, nothing. Nothing was happening." Uh, yeah,
1: no, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Well, I, you know, listen. Everything I've heard off Cold Spring Harbor, I'm so enjoying. Right. You and you've said you're, you're, you know, and all the 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 people who have been listening on Instagram, they're like, Dave's gonna love this album. He's gonna love this album. So it's so great. What's better than this podcast where there's a full album where I'm gonna hate every song?
0: It's like a dream come true. <laughs> It is good. We're going to we're going to get angry Dave, which is always a fun Dave.
1: The what's interesting, I don't know whether you noticed, and I'm sure you noticed, but at the 3:35 mark of this song, he rips off the entertainer. Does he? Yes, there's one portion. Do you want me to play it for you? Yeah. <laughs> <muching> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i needed you to sing it now i, I really get it yeah
1: so i was thinking about you know i mean i was like what an asshole he ripped oh he ripped off himself right
0: uh okay <laughs> yeah from like two tracks earlier <laughs> it's okay
1: well I But was, this whole uh,
0: album has that kind of thing which he's done in other albums too where there's certain themes that you hear in different songs that kind of come in and out
1: I wonder which one he wrote first. And I wonder if when he was writing this song that he decided like, oh, I like that little thing right there. Maybe I'll make that a whole song. Or I wonder if it was the other way. And he had that in his head. And he's like, God, I wish this was the entertainer. Remember, the entertainer.
0: (laughs) That's right. Which is why we have never gotten to that song yet.
1: No, but I was looking up people that ripped off themselves. And there is an absolute classic example from John Fogarty.
0: The legendary what, all of his songs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well,
1: the legendary uh, Claren- what is credence Clearwater Revival? It's clear, C- yeah, Creedence, right? <laughs> CCR, CCR, uh, the legendary frontman who got sued for ripping off himself <laughs> in an arty Rip situation. John Fogerty got sued by this guy Saul Zanet, who owned the Fantasy record label. Because the old man down the road which John Fogerty, I think, I think put out in the 80s on a solo yeah. album, completely rips off Run Through the Jungle, which is a CCR song. And if you listen to it, which I did. Wow. It's completely ripped off. But John Fogarty's like, so, you know, but this guy's like, oh, no, no, you can't do that. And they got to this huge lawsuit, a big lawsuit, and the case was thrown out of court in Fogarty's favor. And then Fogarty. Hated this guy just like Artie Rip, this guy, Saul Zance, and he sued him for his legal fees. And then they're like, no, you can't do that. So he hated this guy so much that when he died, he signed back with the label.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> He's like, thanks for hit. whoever killed that guy for me. <laughs> I'm back.
1: <laughs> exactly. So this is a, an Artie Rip situation all over again that all of these musicians end up having eventually in their life. It turns out. This guy, uh, Saul Zanitz, Zanitz, whatever actually was different than Artie Rip because the Paramount was he, he was part of fantasy, uh, record Paramount Studios. He ended up producing One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and Amadeus. So he ended up winning Oscar, the exact opposite of an Artie Rip situation.
0: <laughs> Who, uh, yeah, but he had like the resources to do that because he had all that sweet, sweet Fogarty money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, exactly. He knew damn well where that money was. He, he, um, I believe they called like their studio like the, the house that Creedence built or something. He, he got it, uh, whereas Artie Ripp clearly just didn't seem to get it.
0: Yeah, and he also probably understood that every CCR song sounds so similar that if Fogarty starts releasing new songs that sound just like the old ones, it might take away some of his sales.
1: Yeah. Meanwhile, I don't know whether you heard it, but there's this guy, Titus Turner. Never heard of him in my entire life. He wrote a song called Last of the Big Time Spenders in 1964. Because I feel like I had heard this song before. It sounds like a, you know, the name, the name. It's, 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 the so name. Common. it's a
0: phrase. Yeah.
1: This guy, Titus Turner, w- wrote a song that you would not think Dave Juskow would like, but it's it's totally an innocent man style song. That's fantastic. No way. Yeah. It's one of the best songs I've ever heard in, in the genre that I
0: can't stand. Do you want me to play some for you? Yeah. I want to hear this. <laughs> yeah. it's 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 really. From Ike and Titus Turner.
1: Exactly. well that's who I thought it was maybe but
0: uh, let me play it for you
1: oh yes I'm the last of the
0: big time spenders they call me the money tree I just called up to tell you baby what you're doing to me
1: I took you Is that something else or what?
0: It's nice. It's fun.
1: See Billy Joel totally digging a song. There's, there's no way he doesn't know about that song. That's why it's kind of weird that he used this name because this is that's his wheelhouse for an innocent man.
0: But who, does anyone know that song? Was it a hit? Uh, I don't I don't think so. I don't know that Billy. Yeah, But Billy knows all that crap. But it's just a phrase. Last of the big time spenders. That guy didn't write that phrase. That's been around since the early 1900s.
1: I know. I'm just saying it's here's a guy that totally wrote a song that well, he didn't write it. Some other guys, right. He just performed it. But I mean, this is it. This is totally an innocent man stuff, which I actually really enjoyed, which is so rare. I hate all that old stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, I think you liked it also because it was like an authentic voice that was saying it. Not so much. I think when you hear Billy Joel doing those songs, you feel like it's a little bit like he's ripping off their style maybe but even that drumming when they get to the
1: you know i mean everything about that song the uh, guitar
0: just, is good too i like the guitar
1: yeah it's old school one. It's just normally not what i like but i really enjoyed that and it's better than this billy joel song <laughs> sorry yeah meanwhile though it's uh, funny that when you look at some of these lyrics it's very much like that song we just heard well if money makes a rich man that i m- might never make the grade i'll be a small time operator if i just get the landlord paid but i like when it went to, uh, but if time is an indication of the wealth that I never knew then I'm the last of the big time spenders. And I didn't expect this because I've been spending time on you. I think that's very nice.
0: Yeah. I think the lyrics on this song are really good. Actually. Yeah. That's one of the best parts of the song.
1: I like that. It is kind of a love song, even though you're not, I never thought it was until you said, well, I'm the last of the big time spenders, but I'm spending time on you. I think I didn't see that coming. And I thought that, yeah, it's great. a good twist. It's a good twist. There's another song called Last of the Big Time Spenders. I was just looking up like, because I felt like I'd heard the song somewhere before, but it's all unknowns. Some guy name is Turner Cody. And it's funny because this woman wrote a review. Wait, everyone's
0: named Turner who does this song? Yeah,
1: apparently. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that weird? That's it why I got weird, confused yeah. about all of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. So she writes this review of this guy's song. He, he, he performed it in like he released the album in 2013 and performed Uh, a bunch of songs underneath the Brooklyn Bridge, I guess, in the Dumbo area of, you know, where we know where um, your favorite uh, solo house project is or whatever. Oh, the Dumbo house is called, right? Dumbo house, yeah. Yeah, so he performed these songs, and this woman writes this uh, thing in this magazine, and she's like, blah, 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 blah. But then she does say, and it's weird because I wouldn't have even known this in 2013. She says, maybe it's not a coincidence that the album shares its title with a Billy Joel song. In which not money but time is the object and then she even quotes i'm the last of the big time spenders because i've been spending time on you and then she talks more about the guy so she uh was interestingly familiar with this song which if i was a reviewer i probably wouldn't have <laughs> known of, like oh that reminds me of that billy joel song last of the big time spenders <laughs> i never would have guessed that but i guess yeah now we would now i'll always know I mean, maybe she did a uh, ranking or a Billy Joel A to Z uh, podcast before there were podcasts.
0: Yeah, you have to be aware of his whole catalog to know this song. It's very rare for a release song, a very rare song.
1: Yeah, I was going to say uh, I would prefer if this song was an unreleased song. <laughs> That's I was like, I'd like that better.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it essentially is. I mean, he has never played it live, according to setlist.fm. Oh, is that right? Yeah. There's not a lot of set lists from back in the day in '74, but the ones that do exist do not have this song getting played.
1: Are you positive you never played this on the uh, sequel to Sesame Street, on the Electric Company, or anything like that? Are you too young? Do you
0: have a do you have a video of that? <laughs> no, I, don't,
1: I don't. I don't know. I've never singing to nervous. Oscar the Grouch. Well, I got nervous. That you didn't know money. what the that the Electric Company was. I wasn't sure if you. I've heard of it. Yeah, never seen heard it. of it. Oh, yeah. That's it. Was for made for older kids. Bill Cosby was a huge Bill Cosby and Rita Moreno were staples on it. Ooh, yeah. Uh now of course it doesn't seem like such a great plan uh with Bill Cosby. And they always used <laughs> to use Spider-Man on it as well. They called them Spidey.
0: Like the real Spider-Man?
1: Yeah. In fact, they even had a comic book Spidey on the Electric Company. I used to I definitely have those comics. I wonder if they're worth money.
0: Hmm. I'm sure you have them in mint
1: condition. Yeah, I definitely don't have any of my comic books in mint condition. They're all scattered around pages like torn away. I'm like, oh, I got to talk about this in my pocket. I'll just rip it out. I can picture myself in <laughs> 73 being like, I'm going to use this for a dinner compa- uh, piece, you know, <laughs>
0: and tearing stuff out to talk. Yeah, about. Yeah, you're like, ooh, I coupon do. for x-ray specs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: By the way, those don't work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just haven't gotten the right brand yet. Well, Dave, it's time for the trivia portion of the show. Do you have a stumper for me? Yes, I have an excellent one for Alan Altman. Hey. Okay,
1: oddly, Saul Zance, <laughs> the guy who <laughs> John Fogerty's uh, man or who ran the Fantasy Record, also won an Oscar for a movie produced by the same studio that originally backed Artie Ripp's Family Productions. I don't know whether you knew that. If Arnie Rip wasn't such a massive tool. He may have been the one to win this 1996 Oscar for Best Picture, which also happens to be the name of a 1997 Seinfeld episode,
0: The English Patient. Yes,
1: <laughs> correct. I worded it perfectly this time. I was Perfect. worried. Yes, yes. He also. This guy also <laughs> won an. I mean, this guy. If Arnie Rip had played his card right, just shut up. He could have been like this guy. They were they were somehow uh, fused with Paramount Pictures. That's who backed family uh, productions. He could have been winning Oscars, too. (laughs) I mean, it's the same timeline. One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, you know, 75 would have been perfect timing, made sense. Amadeus in the 80s and then uh, English Patient in the 90s. This guy won an Oscar every 10 years. Well, you know, Amadeus was, was
0: that was a long movie. That was like three hours long, right? Yeah, but it's worth every minute of it. It's fantastic.
1: Those, those are the same guys. He was working with Milos Foreman, I guess. Uh, One
0: Flew of Cuckoo's Nest on the day is same director. Well, you know, if, if Artie Rip had been the producer, it would have only been an hour 40.
1: Oh, nice callback. Oh, <laughs> pick that, Rip. You went there. <laughs> I just ripped the rip. I just like when you talk about Artie Rip Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say Artie Rip Jr. was up to something recently?
0: His son has been writing on the Billy Joel Facebook, uh, one of the fan pages, telling like Artie's side of the story about these days, actually, including when Street Life Serenade was made. The back cover photo on this album is Billy Joel sitting on a chair, and it's like at this house that apparently Artie had like rented for Billy.
1: Oh, they were still talking in
0: 1974? They, They might not have been talking still, but Billy was still living in this place.
1: Oh, 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 we still had connections to Artie Rip. I mean, it was paying. Him. I just assume
0: to have nothing. Yeah. And this work. guy said that he used to go to school. He was a kid back then. He went to school with Billy's stepson, Elizabeth's kid.
1: Oh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, the backside of that photo. Did you read about that? The streetlight serenade that the reason why he's so cranky is because he had just had his wisdom teeth pulled. <laughs> yeah, I read that. Yeah, that was interesting. That's a good photo in the best, a good 70s photo. Yeah. All right, Alan. do you have uh, one for me?
0: Yes, I do. All right. My trivia question is, one of the session guitarists on this album was Richard Bennett. Richard Bennett's brother, John Bermuda Schwartz, is the drummer for what famous accordion player who gets mentioned quite a bit on this podcast? No way. Weird Al? Yes. Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al's drummer is the brother of the guitarist on Street Life Serenade.
1: How do you like that? That's interesting. Well, see, now that is an outstanding trivia question, Alon. Thank you. That's fascinating that he has a connection to Billy Joel, even after he dissed him with that parody.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty loose connection. It's like, remember that guy who played on a couple songs for you back in 74? (laughs) Well, anyway, I know his brother. Oh, that's funny.
1: All right. I can't imagine. I mean, seriously, if you don't want to do a parody today, I am okay, because I don't know how you're going to parody this song. I can't even remember the melody. Well, I got one. I, I can't believe it. I, I don't even know how. I don't remember the song. The song is so forgettable for me. I, it's not like the uh, I've loved these days. Is that the one that I like that that I went with right away? Or is it the damn it? I can't remember. I've loved these days. And what's the other one with the eye?
0: If I only had the words.
1: If I only had the words. That's the one that I'd never heard. And then it stuck with me after one listening. This is the opposite of that. Yeah. So how you're going to do a parody or remember the melody, I am very fascinated to hear.
0: I think I got the melody decently, but I feel I am a little bit shaky on it. The problem is this song is slow. I might sing it slightly faster instead of waiting for the beat between each line. Cause Please. Uh, who wants to wait for that? <laughs> but uh, my, my weird Alon song for last of the big time spenders is called. <laughs> last of the big suspenders. I have misplaced my pants. Okay, I like it. I like it so far. All right,
1: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to give you the. <laughs> I think that's a good one for this. <laughs> it does. It does. It include Robin Williams. Oh, did I spoil it?
0: <laughs> what a world! Wait, what does he say? <laughs> I was saying that like Margaret Hamilton, but I think he also says that. Does um, he say "What a world"? Isn't that one of his?
1: I don't know. I don't know. But I was thinking <laughs> of that. And when Jerry wore those suspenders to try and. Uh, you know, dick over Kenny yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Or in The Simpsons, the Rainbow Suspenders. Oh, of course.
1: The Rainbow Suspenders are the classic prop comic Suspenders. So. Which
0: actually is, um, they, they do that parody of the song, Hey, Big Spender. And oh. Homer rhymes it with Rainbow Suspenders. <laughs> so maybe that's why I had Suspenders in my mind. All right. Let's hear what you got. Okay. If you never wear tuxedos then i might not ever get worn i'll be stuck here in the sock drawer next to your hidden stash of porn but if your college friend gets married and the invite says black tie then grab the last of the big suspenders And I'll be holding your pants high. Uh (laughs) Hey, now,
1: it's always my favorite part where you do the other stuff. But uh, that was it was a good parody. But the song is so forgettable. I have no idea what you were singing. And it's not your fault. (laughs) I, I I, I have no idea what the melody is. So I'm like, did he just sing the melody to that? I have no idea. I have no idea. That made no sense to me. But the parody was good.
0: That's when we'll focus on the words and not think about how poorly it was sang. Right. So there it is. Last of the big time spenders. Hi. No, we're almost done.
1: What the hell's going on in there?
0: All right. We got to start over. She interrupted. We, we oh, don't do any no. edits. The whole thing is... Well, <laughs> wife, everybody. Sarah Altman joining us today on the podcast. And, uh, bye. and I'm Sarah Altman. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, come try to sing the song. I can't you don't even know what it sounds like, but read these lyrics. I can't sound like Billy Joel. Give me a tune. No, just try. Imagine, I can't, just I don't sing. Pretend. Okay, you're like um, Elton John. You get Bernie Toppin's lyrics, and now you have to think of the tune. If you never wear tuxedos, then I might never get worn. I'll be stuck here in the sock drawer next to your hidden stash of porn. But if your college friends get married, an invite says black tie, then grab the last of big suspenders and I'll be holding your pants high.
1: <laughs> well, was that was I- ten, ten, ten times better than anything Alon's ever done. Actually. You nailed it. Yeah, it was better than me. Can we put that in? Because it was hilarious. That was hilarious and actually a better version than this (laughs) actual song. We took a Billy Joel song and made it better. Don't tell him we said that.
0: Well, folks, that was last of the big time spenders. If you like our podcast, be sure to go to Apple and give us five stars. We release new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, so make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss a single song. Follow us on social media at Billy Joel A 2 Z and give us some feedback. Do you hear the entertainer in this song? Do you think every CCR song sounds the same? And have you ever paid for a drink with quarters? Until next time, I'm Alan Altman. I'm Dave Joskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z.